Final Clause of Tacticus, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It is an absolute pleasure. So let's start this off really simply, and we are going to go to around the room, as it were, starting with Andrew, we'll go to James, and then we'll go to Tom as well. So uh, nobody's speaking over each other. How are you doing at the moment? Good, 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 good. Um, living life, happy, playing bass, it's all good. <laughs> Perfect. Yep, yep. What can I say? Definitely. Definitely, absolutely uh, enjoying the weather right now compared to what we've had over the past few months. The summer always makes life a lot easier. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, from my side, all good. Um, practicing every second that I can in and around the kids and lifestyle. So yeah, just can't wait to actually get on stage again. It's been too long for us. Uh, yeah, I'm great. I mowed the lawn earlier in the week. <laughs> and I cleaned the house yesterday, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Well, we'll roll it into the next one then. Aside from uh, the recent release and general, the final clause tactical stuff, what's been keeping you busy recently? Work. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Basically, it is. life duties until we get, you know, to a point where we don't have to work and we can play music all day. I'm still working on that topic. So that's my yeah, aim. I, I definitely, uh, I, sec I second that. Yeah, work is a, a major priority, obviously, at the moment. Everybody seems to be cra going crazy in my industry um, for for software. So, yeah, it's a bit full on at the moment. But um, I'm going on holiday soon, so I'm just going to rub that in. So I'm looking forward to that. Just two more two more weeks and uh, I'm out of it. Where are you going, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm off to a lovely little island in Greece called Kefalonia. Ah, Back to basics. Place. Amazing place. I It sounds like that it's a made-up island, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, do, it does a bit. I, I'm not actually quite sure on the pronunciation, because obviously the Greek word for it is not obviously Kefalonia, um, but oh, still, it's, Greek. It's, it's an amazing place. Absolutely amazing. Can't wait. Oh, I just hear Assassin's Creed when you say that. Just so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Geek. <laughs> um... I barely work, I, uh, so uh, I'm on my summer holidays at the moment. Uh, I do a little bit of tuition here and there, so uh, I have been doing nothing. It's been great, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I say, I, I, I say, I've been doing stuff. I mowed the grass earlier in the week. Yep. <laughs> I cleaned the house yesterday. I'm uh, keeping busy. No. That's all I want to hear. You've been keeping busy yeah. and with over half the year out of the way. Um, are you satisfied with what you as a group, the band, have been able to achieve this year so far? Yeah, for me, yeah. I, I think we've done quite a lot already this year. I feel, I feel like we've jam-packed a year in, in six months. Oh, nice. we've, um, we've been away. Yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. We've played some amazing shows in the UK. Europe was fantastic um so many stories so many adventures it's been amazing i mean this whole year for us so far has just been and then actually like we haven't done anything for a little while because we're just recovering from the last six months of what, the, what we've been doing it has been full on actually hasn't it i've been trying to think of what we what we've done but 
it's just because I've got a terrible memory. But yeah, we went to we did it. <laughs> We've done loads, haven't we? Actually, and um, yeah, we're yeah. we're really pleased with the new release as well. Um, it's getting lots of good reviews, which mm. is really nice because when you get the bad ones, it really sucks. Um, so it's it's just been it's been a good year so far. It's been nice to have a couple of weeks off, really. Um, yeah, yeah, like you, like you said. We, we we did pack a hell of a lot in the first what three four months of the of the year maybe five months of the year um lots of great shows we played some really good uh, uh gigs in the uk um with with some really cool bands and obviously yeah with with europe and all the rest of that i still go through pictures trying to remember what we did on days because it was just crazy it was just like story after story site after site i mean my, my one of my big things that i keep saying to my kids was austria going through austria and just like seeing the sites and like the mountains and the little villages and meeting the the random people that we bumped into along the way especially in fledbach uh which is the place that we played that was a that was an interesting venue the uh the owner and his lovely daughter they were really the really Austrians are turning in their grave at your pronunciation of that, especially because you got the E and the L the wrong way back around. But, uh... <laughs> I'm not expected to be corrected by anybody else apart from you, Tom. I, I yes. remember them correcting you while we were there as well. So, uh... <laughs> hey, hey, it is what it is. You have to live with it. <laughs> well, considering all of that, then, um, give me your individual highlight of 2023 so far. Me falling off an e-scooter and... Busting my leg halfway through the tour. How is that the highlight? That was just, the, how does that that just memory. says terrible things for the rest of your life? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the highlight of my year was when yeah. I got sepsis in my leg. Oh, wow. I don't think you actually got sepsis, but it was and pretty. Then, uh, it was then, pretty. It was pretty awful. Wasn't I it? did have a sympathetic but, band who pointed. Why is that your highlight? <laughs> that was going to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. Just just turning around on these random <laughs> e-scooters. Um, and I've never been on one before, and it was really, really cool, really great experience, as sad as it sounds. But just turning around and just seeing Andy just going from this to that for, for what no you're reason whatsoever. You, were static, you weren't even moving, Andy. No. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, okay, right. The real, the real highlight so far in the band was playing in Bristol, the police, for 500 plus people. Amazing show. Yeah, that, that was a good show. That was, I think it'd that be hard. Was a... It'd be Great hard show. to think up something different to that, really. It was uh, it was overwhelmingly the most positive um, band experience this year, I think, wasn't it? I think for me, maybe finishing the production, fin um, we I record it and produce it here in my studio, um, finishing the EP, because um, it's just it takes over your life. Uh, in it um especially when you have to work with him him and the other guy who's not here and everyone has their opinions uh which all say oh i think the symbols are a bit too loud and the other one says oh i think the symbols are a bit too quiet and you just go oh okay so i'll make them louder and quieter at the same time i'm just uh, <coughs> own thing. yeah thank you this has turned into my therapy session by the way so i appreciate that um <laughs> yeah i think putting the finishing that was really um that had the biggest positive effect on my life because it just again you just it weighs you down. It's one of those things, and then when you're done, it just the weight lifts off your shoulders and you can just sort of breathe again. Uh, even though that that gig at the Fleece was fantastic, mm. that was a that was an up on top of an already good up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think one. I think for for me, when we were on tour, one of the the nicer days I think that we had together as a band was like our day off when or the night off that we had during halfway stop off. What we were in Nuremberg, I think it was. Oh, yeah, Nuremberg's an amazing city. Abs- absolutely amazing. Again, sort of not having that kind of pressure and traveling and being able to set up and then rehearse. Well, not rehearse, but get ready for a show. It was just a mm. night off. And it was just generally one of those occasions where we just dumped our stuff in the hotel. We went out, we got some food. And we went for oh, we, ate, so we, just... we ate a lot of sausages. Yeah, we yeah, did eat a lot Germany. of sausages. Yeah, the Nuremberg <laughs> speciality sausages. Yeah. Like, we went to this plate, this place plate. We went to this place, and you basically just said how many sausages you want, and they just chuck a load of, like, sauerkraut or pretzel on it. And I think we, we must have ordered, between the four of us, something well, along the lines of about 40, 40 <laughs> 48 sausages. They're only little think... chipolata type things. They weren't yeah. like these giant foot long things. I mean, we weren't gluttonous pigs, but yeah, that was great. There must have been more than that. It must have been about 60 odd, if not that, because it was about 12 on each plate or something like that. It was, yeah, and it was a crazy ones. amount of sauce. Yeah. And so, what's 12 oh, times? What's yeah, 12 times four? Jerry? Don't get me on maths, Tom. Stop. Yeah. Drummers only count to four. Anything beyond that, and, uh, <laughs> the maths is just uh, is beyond them. Exactly. I, I've, I've learned to count to eight. Come on, give me that. Oh, what double time? Like yes, exactly. <laughs> so bringing it round to band stuff. To be honest, the whole European tour was fantastic. Meeting every new people from Europe. Um, people, you're going into a venue, no one knows you, gives you this weird sort of side eye look and who they are, the English are here sort of thing. But then oh. after you play, completely turned around, great night. Just that was, yeah, that was good for us and sort of meeting new people. And for me, anyway, that whole mm. talk. So you, you did feel like you came away having gained uh, a lot of new fans? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people listening on Spotify, we noticed those things going up as well. Yeah. So mm. it was all positive things. Well, of course, yeah. the EP. Um, yeah, go on, sorry. Uh, no, I was probably only going to add something that wasn't worth adding, so carry on. <laughs> well, of course, we haven't actually said the title of the new EP. It is The Oxygen Is Killing You. It's been out almost a month now, yet yeah, June 23rd, and <laughs> it is July 21st, I believe, today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, congratulations on that. It's an incredibly creative listen. Creativity seems to exist within your soul. So talk to me about the vision you had for this EP. Did you know exactly what you wanted it to be when you first started working it? When we started working it, it was, we wanted it to be, well, first and foremost, to capture the live performance that we do. We've never been able to really nail that down we're, we're so much different live than on all of our previously recorded stuff um it's never been able to capture the energy so i think the first task was to capture that which we kind of feel we did it just sounds like pe- i feel like it sounds like people are playing i don't like you listen to a lot of modern um music and it's so polished you just don't feel like anyone's actually behind the instruments and I'm don't get me wrong, it sounds great. Like um Bring Me the Horizon, for example. All of their stuff sounds fantastic. But I mean, I just can't picture anybody actually giving it grip behind any of those instruments. Um 
and it's horses for courses people like it and that's great but we wanted to have this sort of more old-fashioned energetic visceral kind of experience listening experience and uh, I think we wanted to try something a bit different so um, we went Matt for example was the main influence on um, on the on the style of it so he wanted a bit more Limp Biscuit or um, mm-hmm. Lincoln Park feel that kind of bits into it added into it so I think we had a, we did have a good we had a good idea of what we were wanting to achieve when we set out for it but I don't think we realized it was going to be it was sort of, it was going to be what it was which is I think better than we imagined it probably would be which is saying something because I think we probably we always imagine our music is going to be fantastic every musician does and then you sort of get the end product and you just go oh, oh that, that's kind of worked out weirdly well and I don't really know why either no it's just got that that weird invisible thing that you just can't put your finger on but it just seemed to really resonate with all of us i think one of the memories serves me right and i could be wrong and probably tom's going to correct me on this i think one of the premises is what we like you said about that limp biscuit lincoln park kind of style was like a kind of almost like a homage to like the 90s era with yeah. that kind of music so again with like the dj scratching that we have in uh, one of the tracks and some other bits and pieces like samples and speaking and breaking the song up and then going back into it uh, again you know we all kind of like stem from like the beastie boys and all the rest of it so it was kind of yeah we wanted to incorporate it was kind of like i guess it was kind of like a balance between what we all really liked and what we could have in the in a track but without going over the top like some 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 bands do, and it becomes a bit of a mishmash. So mm-hmm. I, I my, myself, I, I I love the final product of the tracks that we've got. There's some tracks that we had in the background that didn't quite make it um, into the the mix itself, but there's still loads <laughs> of things that we're back like battling around with. So well, that's a different story as well, though, isn't it? We were doing yeah. a full album, and then um, yeah. I I basically doing the whole EP. My mental state just plummeted. I was just like. Like we're doing an EP. Uh, we're doing six songs. We're going to pick the six best songs or five best songs, actually, it was in the end. Um, and we just ran with those instead, which I'm pleased we did because, um, yeah. But we do, yeah, it was very much a, a throwback to the 90s, which we've always been. Um, I think yeah. sometimes we, we're embracing it more and more each year. And uh, it seems to work. I think it helps that I don't actually listen to music. I, like I say, I think I was just chatting earlier and it was just, I don't listen to anybody's music. I only, so it kind of frees me to create whatever it is that gets created. I don't, I feel I don't get influenced so much. I'll, someone will play me a song maybe and I'll go, oh, that's an interesting idea. But then I've got the freedom to explore it without any, any little things at the back of my mind saying, oh, but it sounds like this or you should make it sound like this. So, hmm. Hmm. Which is I, I actually, yeah, I was, I was going to say, actually saying that it reminded me a couple of days ago, I was, watching, I was flicking through social media, I can't remember what it was, but it's all the reels and that, and I came across this, um, this little reel of um, Lincoln Park, and apparently it was a story about Chester, and how he would listen to loads of different music. And then he'll write a song and he'll go in the studio and goes, oh, I've written this song. And then they'll start like, you'll start like 
promoting it and pitching it to the rest of the band. And the rest of the band will be like, well, hang on, that's like ACDC or Van Halen or something like that. And then it'll be like, right, okay, let's take this song and how do we kind of make it our own? So it's kind of it's kind of nice and refreshing for, for Tom's perspective, which I ex respect, is the fact that if you don't really listen to stuff, the stuff that you really come up with is more your own rather than something that you've kind of taken from other people, which again, it kind of lets me down with music, especially with like dance music and stuff nowadays where they're just recycling old stuff. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, I respect the process that they go through to do that, but I've always been a big fan of originality, you know, do something for a fresh, get that attention, create something new, rather than just regurgitating something that's happened in the past. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's just my personal opinion. You wanna add anything there, Andrew? No, I think Tom kind of explained most of it. What we tried to do about this album, actually, just kind of the CP. So it, it, to be honest, it just kind of works really well when we started to put stuff together. Everyone's on the same wavelength when we're sort of writing music. Um, Tom comes up with the initial ideas, and we kind of add our bits to it, and it just really clicks. And it just, yeah, it just works. And that's one thing. I, one thing about us is just we're kind of all kind of glued together quite well in a nice scene. And the tracks that you can hear now is what we get out you know so it all kind of works nicely there's no stresses yeah. right, I'm gonna, you, mate. <laughs> i'm gonna pick you up on that and you can you can start answering this one then because ultimately it is a, a long process and it can be a trying process there will be bumps in the road and there will be challenges so give me an example of one of the challenges you particularly faced on making this ep whatever phase be it the writing recording etc and what you did to overcome it I would I hit a couple of walls in creativity. So like Andy says, I'll generally I'll get a base idea put together. Um, but if I don't get that, then <laughs> this all grinds to the whole process grinds to a halt. Mm. And the pre that that's a building pressure. It's a downward spiral. The pressure to write something new for everybody to then take away and do what they all do uh makes it harder to write something new and then you sort of get this downward spiral they, it's, they call it hitting the wall or something like that and that, that for me was the hardest part trying to get past that um i always do and um i think in future i think the problem was we we're doing a sort of a couple of songs at a time and then we we're getting a couple of songs and they were going and then i'd have to start mixing them whilst coming up with some more ideas and i think in future Oh, the learning point here was I'm just going to keep it all to myself until I've got <laughs> about an entire album's worth of stuff to send out in one go, because then everyone will just be, then I don't have to worry about it. I'll just do it all. But yeah, that was, that was, that for me was the hardest part. Um, I think also we overcome some things by jamming in the studio on the odd occasion, you know, um, we do come up with, we don't do it as much now because we're quite busy with gigging and, releasing things and stuff like that. So I think the last time we really did it was probably beginning of the year or even end of last year kind of time. Um, but we do come up with interesting riffs together on the odd occasion. And Tom kind of runs with those sort of things sometimes and adapts it and modifies it, a bit of inspiration in that side in the studio. Yeah, I mean, prime example for one of the tracks that was born in the studio before the whole process started was Create Disasters. That was just us mm. three in the studio, um, I think Matt had popped out to do whatever it was that he was doing or he was running late. And we just 
literally, I think either Tom started a rift and then Andy got on the bass, probably playing the, the fifth note rather than the second note. I'm not quite sure what he was doing wrong. Um, <laughs> undoubtedly, then, undoubtedly something. You guys yeah, like Andy. Undoubtedly something, but yeah, that whole song. So the the whole breakdown between sort of like the the pre-choruses and all the rest of it, we got the rolling hi hats. You know, all of that again was just born from the studio, just playing around and just messing. So by the time Matt had like come in, we were like playing this song. And luckily enough, whenever you're in the studio nowadays, we've got mobile phones with decent audio and really nice cameras, so we were able to capture that. And I think that was on like my phone for about three, four months before anything was really done with it. So again, it was kind of good to have that kind of jamming session like we normally do and play around with riffs and have that kind of ability to record it and keep it in the bank somewhere later on. So we, but... we also, sorry, um, we also have uh, Matt who probably comes along with a lot of voice chats with riffs coming out of his oh, mouth. My word. Yeah. That's an experience, isn't it? So, <laughs> And you can tell he's just out walking the dog as yeah, well. Because exactly. and, and, he's doing it quietly just in case anyone's around the corner as well. I love just, that, though. So I want a yeah. song that sounds like this. It's almost like, what? Oh, yeah, great. That's it. Perfect. I'll just put that on. Put that on the software. Um, I really yeah. wanted to um, eventually just put all those recordings into a track somewhere. I, I that's a very good stuff. idea. <laughs> Should we put it at the end. Also, we'll plan it now while Matt isn't here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll be a wonderful surprise. One day we'll just release <laughs> it up on uh, up on socials. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's the fun stuff that you kind of get to hear about when we're talking like this. And focusing on that, because we've kind of just talked about challenges and all that, but ultimately there's a lot of fun and enjoyment that can come from this process too. So I also want you to give me an example of something that you found particularly fun, interesting, exciting about working on this release. For me, we, we, had, we, we orientated quite a few songs around wanting to have interesting noises and samples and stuff so for me we had about we matt would just one evening it'd be what he would like to do sit down in front of the tv and he would just save and find lots of weird noises and samples and all sorts of crazy stuff and he would just put them in the file and i just i sit there and I'll go through all of these noises and sounds and go, oh, that's cool. We could do something like that. This is interesting. Let's do something like that. Um, and there's another one as well, actually. On the on the uh, title track, The Oxygen is Killing You, it starts out with just a big, like almost like a cinematic, uh, like mm -hmm. you're watching Transformers or something. Um, and, In a world. Yeah, I like. I like to create all of my sounds, a lot of my sounds myself. Some of them, like the scratching stuff that we got on, I can't, I don't have decks, I can't make those sounds, but a lot of the sounds I create myself in a sort of studio, uh, audio design way. And creating that massive note was great fun. I think I've got, I think there's something ridiculous, like 20 different instruments all in that one sound mashed together compressed just like saturate everything it's like oh, it was it was nuts it was i really enjoy the process of making up all these weird and wonderful things that you hear in it 
And I, lo I love that in the oxygen, that, that part, because we kick off our set with that song. And just oh, when, when you've got when you've got the in ears, and we we program our strobe lights, everything to the click track, so everything's all programmed. And when you've got that song, and you just hear it coming in, just really abruptly, it shuts everyone then, up, doesn't it? If everyone's Bwah! talking, yeah, and everyone's like, "What the hell's going on?" Obviously, the bass cannons are going on stage, and then that's it. You know, the time sequence is coming in, and it just kind of sets you in that mood, and you're just waiting for that last hit. Then this vocal comes in, and then it's like bang it's like yes game on time guys and it's just amazing because then you see the stage all four of us just light up and do, we're just <laughs> on it it's just i miss it where's the next gig guys Come on. <laughs> one thing i did for this this um this ep was i worked out to do lighting and backing tracks because we use a backing track for our in-ears and for the so we get the click and everything else through the reason we need that is because we want to have a bigger sound. We want to do different layers. We want to be able to enhance a lot of performance. So we we put the laptop together, and I've worked out how to do lighting with the laptop now, and it's all sequenced out nicely. So having that, because it was so much drama trying to get it working to start with. I suppose all all, all lighting engineers have the same thing. Once it clicks, it starts working. You're like, yes, it's working. Then I could start planning around things. So. Eventually, before we went on tour, I was stressing trying to get this working, and we managed to get it working. We'd done a few shows of it, everyone was working so nicely. And um, yeah, it really, really boosts our sound. You have the, we have a couple of strobe lights, a couple of wall lights, and that's what um, adjacent to whatever the stage has got, it just really impacts because you get the hits, the strobes hitting at the right times. It just really enhances our live set. Um, I'm really proud of that, really, mm. all that drama we had. It, it, yeah, it just. It puts everything up to the next level, doesn't it? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's pro, well, it's a professional setup now, isn't it? Like, it's it's something that people expect to see from um, whoever, any big band they go to see at any big venue. It's we can we can bring that to any venue now, which is really nice. You're learning, you're expanding, you're refining who and what you are, not just on record, but also in a live environment. It comes with experience and time. And money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. bloody money. I don't want to talk about that. If, um, <laughs> uh, so one track from this EP that you think is a great example or would define the final clause of Tacticus in general. So, someone who's never heard of you before comes along and says, like, I've only got time to hear one track, just one track from this EP. It doesn't even necessarily have to be your favorite or the one that you think is the best, but one that you think sums up you as best as possible on this EP. What would you uh choose? create disasters everyone makes mistakes i create disasters that's the one to listen to the oxygen is killing you is a great song um but because of the long introduction it's not quite as indicative for yeah. our stuff it makes it that's an epic introduction and you'd think that we'd be much more sort of like post metal or some i don't know anything uh than what we are when it kicks in it's fine yeah, but yeah. I think create disasters is is the oh, one God. that is that just hits hard like it kicks like a bucking mule straight from the mm. straight from the get go. But I do, I do, that's I what do, we're all about. I do like you know you are that that is a good track. Uh, that's a good track. You know you are. Is it which you one's that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd say that. That's why I thought I'd catch you out. I know you're. Uh. Oh, what am I? <laughs> oh yeah that one yeah yeah that one <laughs> how many hours did you spend on this tom 
Well, the, the problem is, is, I guess, the names changed. Yeah, as the process. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, admittedly, admittedly, I worked on all of the sound of these things, and the titles sort of came towards the very end. I have a very difficult time matching up songs to titles have, a lot of I the have, time. I have, I have the same trouble. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Just go, just go by interest. <laughs> yeah, we, we know what Jay does. As soon as the intro hits, we go, oh, that's the song we're playing. And then you yeah, go. It, it, it's in, yeah, as soon as as soon as you hear the right part of mu the bit of the music, you immediately know what's going to happen for the rest of the song. But when someone says, oh, we're going to play this song, I'm going, oh, yeah, okay. Hmm. <laughs> It'll kick out. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah. That's, that's what we know our tracks. Own, the titles <laughs> of our own tracks properly, but um <laughs> but no i think it's just how people people think differently though don't they i don't i don't associate a song to a set of words which is the title mm. i associate the song with the sound of what it is so if you go um the one that goes bam bam beep, 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 that one, oh yeah i know that one but you call that uh the, uh, the oxygen yeah i find yeah. it difficult to link it up yeah. it's just how my brain works or doesn't work is probably a more. Tom is a secret genius, by the way. So he is. Yeah. Little, so. And he's got a weird way of thinking. So. Me is that. Yeah. Well, I want to come back <laughs> to something that um, you mentioned there. You actually brought up there, Tom, because I think it's super important uh, when it comes to Final Clause of Tacticus and the word is undefinable. Uh, an undefinable band when we love and we sometimes need to place things into genres. Where do you fit? How do you sound? How do I compare you to? But it is not easy with you guys. The question I've got for you is, do you care? Do you care that you are very hard to define? And in some ways, yes. And in mm. some ways, no. The, the, I don't care when we play live. We fit into most shows and people people come up constantly and say oh i don't really i don't really like your style of music usually but i really like you guys and the number of people who say it in that exact tone of voice as well is uncountable and it's just really nice because you just go it's because we're not really what you call that style of music we've mm. got so much going on and the, that's great but then when you try to promote something like this it's impossible like you try you you approach varying playlists um spotify and you approach all sorts of things and you say listen to this stuff and they go oh it's not really the genre because playlists on spotify are this genre or mm -hmm. this genre and because we don't fit neatly into any of them we just don't get playlisted it's impossible to get that extra um, revenue. We do get the odd playlist pick up a song and here and there, but it just, it's because the playlist curators are running to what the, to what seems like them a, a business. If they put in a song that isn't in line with what uh, the expectations are, then they'll lose subscribers. Mm. And that's for them criminal. And mm -hmm. so trying to get yourself onto something that can help promote your music for you on on the platform that is the most important which is spotify these days unfortunately you need your followers you just it's just so difficult and so 
<laughs> I love it and I hate it. It's difficult to describe um, who we are. And so it's difficult to promote us to the people who would like us until we play live. And then we get the fans rolling in. It's like, oh my God, I don't, you know, I, I, it's like, I like it. I don't know why. Great. <laughs> Follow us, do all the things that you need to do. But otherwise it just, it does become tiresome when you can't be typecast as easily. I think that's my answer. It yeah. is so true though. That is um live will fit in anywhere. Mm. Uh, you know, any sort of scene, you know, we've played all sorts of places. We, we played an acoustic night once, didn't we? We yeah. actually got but we got invited. We didn't just trundle up on, on this like open mic night and say, hold on a sec, let me get my drum kit. Um, <laughs> it was in Bristol and the, yeah. there was the the three quietest acoustic act I've ever heard and I run an acoustic night um in my local town on an, on a Monday I've heard hundreds of acoustic acts so when I say they're still the three quietest acoustic acts I've ever heard I'm it's saying something and then we turn up and just finish off the night it was nuts but everyone liked it it was just it was surreal um I don't think you you that was before your time wasn't it Jay yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Oh, yeah, that was. Lighter. But yeah, like we literally fit in almost anywhere. <laughs> that in itself is a fantastic thing, as you say. But um, yeah, you know, you came you came my way under the description of funk, and uh, that was an intriguing one. But uh, yeah, even I, I don't I don't even bother trying to define it. So no, well the bass yeah. the bass lines the bass lines are very funk centric. We get a bit of slap in there. But then not much else. Some of the drums, the drums are hip hop, generally mm. speaking, based. Um, the guitars the are case. what the guitars are. They gen and then Matt, yeah, it, it's got so many different genres. It is so hard. But yeah. Just I go listen to it yourselves, folks, and make up your own mind if you like it or you don't. Um, right. It is July. We're coming to the end of it. The year's not done yet. What plans do you have in the work for the remainder of the year that you can talk about? That's a tough one. <clears throat> Mainly because Matt uh, and his wife are having a child very shortly. So, which is why the beginning of our year was so jam-packed full of Europe, tour in Europe and gigging around the UK and getting this EP released for all of those gigs. Um, so, I mean, Matt is a funny one. Matt and Fran are quite good. And Fran's never one to get in Matt's way of mm. doing gigs and things, which is really good, actually, because um, <laughs> some people right. could be. So she's all, she is a massive supporter of the band. She did so all well. after the first yeah. couple of months we can start hopefully start gigging but we're not booking things in quite <clears> yet because you just don't know do you so of course we really want to get some more gigs in later on in the year and i'm sure we will we and have. all you'll need to do is keep your eyes open for when we're doing it but just because it's all a little bit out sort of out there in terms of what we can and can't do we haven't quite got them solidified yet but we're definitely going to be gigging um at some point, I'm sure. We have one show booked so far in December in Nottingham. Oh, we do. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That, 
<laughs> well, hopefully we'll be gigging again before then. Yeah, it should be more before then, but we have to wait and see. You've still got one already lined up. That's good enough. And congratulations, of course, to uh, Matt and Fran on their upcoming birth of a child. Um, right. Fellas, we are been going over 40 minutes, so this is entirely up to you if you want to do this segment. And we normally end every interview with this. And this is Ozzy Osbourne, and it holds a random selection of questions that can be the dumbest, smartest, deepest, uh, most shallow things uh, possible. We normally just choose a... Yeah? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Fantastic. I right. Let's try and keep it snappy because uh, I don't keep it too much longer. And we'll one go of us room. will answer. Only one of us will answer anything. Just pipe up if you pipe up with your answer if you got one. How about that? You want to do it that way, yeah? All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so here we go. I'll start with this one. Number forty-one. Late nights or early mornings? What kind of person late are you? Late nights, one hundred percent. How okay. late? late? How late is late? Um, three o'clock in the morning on a school night. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay all right, number 33 what's more interesting to you deep space or deep sea deep space, space. physicist i studied it at university i've got a um i've got a degree in it astro um astrophysics so there we are easy nerd nerd <laughs> Incredible. all right that's absolutely 82 what video game defined your childhood Pete newcomb Oh, yes, excellent. I'm taking gas and tube rubber gum. I'm all out of gum. I, I, I was going to go for Paperboy myself, personally. Oh, I mean, that's a classic, but that just shows your age as well. Yeah, it? I was about I to mean, say, that shows your age. <laughs> it does. It does. Okay, 66. Ooh. Who is the greatest vocalist ever? Chris Cornell. There it is. Really nice. Really. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. How can you? How can you? No, no. Number three. Have you ever experienced something unexplainable? Tom's brain. Every day. <laughs> um, the key is just behind. Sorry? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's. Yeah. Austria is Why just does Matt a... smell so bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. All right. Okay. It's got personal now, but it, you didn't go on tour with him. So. Uh... <laughs> Number seven, what would the name of your wrestling finishing move be? The ultimate slap. <laughs> Explain. The ultimate slap. Slap with a thumb. A slap with a thumb. <laughs> oh my. I like oh, this. I like slap this. With a thumb. Yeah. Mine would be Angry Cowboy. I and what does that entail? What then that... I, I, I'm not, not going to say what it is, but you can Urban Dictionary it, and I'm not going to say as far as I'm going to go there. I remember this conversation. Not that style of wrestling, I don't think, Jay. I think this is the style of wrestling that where, where you wear clothes. Okay, I will look into that after this. If I feel it's appropriate enough, I will put it up in the bottom in, the, in text. Okay. If it's appropriate I enough. doubt it is. <laughs> All right, number 40. What is a memory that always makes you smile? Watching Andy fall off his scooter. Oh, cruel. <laughs> I fell off a stage as well, by the way. Oh, oh my word. Yeah. We'll oh, come back around to that. Question. Yeah. Um, us wearing morph suits. Yeah? Oh, God. Yeah, that was hilarious. 
That's before oh, that's my time. <laughs> All right, one more, gents, one more. And uh, what is your favourite dinosaur? Did say someone be stupid? Megasaurus. Oh. Outrageous. Um, I I just have to probably go for the uh, go for the classic T Rex. I'm, I was a I was I grew up in the Jurassic Park era. You is he's, he's a superstar. Yeah. Or she, they're superstars. Yeah. Can't or beat them. Yeah, I'm gonna so go. big. I'm gonna have to go with the raptor. It's always worth it. Yeah. Fair yeah. If you did, as you say, grip in that era, those are particularly iconic. Um, the final cause of Tacticus, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. The oxygen is killing you. It is out now. You might be undefinable, but go check out that record and make up your own mind about you guys. Hopefully you'll be get some gigs at the end of the year. If not, you've got December and Nottingham already set up and whatever else comes, stick to your socials to find out. Guys, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's been a pleasure. Thank it's you. Fun. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?